It can be argued that even in today's dance hall arena, there is a little space for a female artist. The gritty, testosterone-driven ecosystem offers meager space for femininity and even less affinity for gentlemanly courtesies. In the 80s, it was just the same in the dance hall arena. A rough and tumbled crowd vying for fickle discerning fans at a time when Jamaica's new digital soundscape had captivated dancehall and on sheer tenacity and support from her brother, Brigadier Jerry, Sister Nancy would cut her path to legendary status, but not without trials, sweat and tears. Now you can miss come this coming out of an I miss called Coco Basket. Do it jump. Hey, hey, flush it up, mash it up, grab it, move it. Let it go now, super. Let it go start. Say this. Born at home as Offlin Russell in Kingston, Jamaica, 1962. She was the child of a pastor in a household of 15 siblings and her elder brother Robert becoming the first of the pack to step into the dance hall. Donning the moniker Brigadier Jerry, Robert would begin his career on Jalov, a unified sound system based out of the 12 tribes of Israel camp. Teaming up with Albert Aiwali Malawi, Brigadier Jerry made Jalov a formidable heavyweight in the early dance hall. And when his kid sister started showing inclinations for toasting, he was impressed and took her under his wing. Sometime in the summer of 1977, Aflin stepped up to the mic on Jalov to a packed audience. And on that balmy summer night, her brother smiled from ear to ear as his kid sister echoed across the lawn. Sight. A petite-voiced, lanky-framed teen girl with a strength of delivery and a lyrical consciousness way beyond her years. Guided by her brother, Offlin would use her pet name Nancy as her first moniker, and by Christmas 1977, she would unwittingly become the first female toaster in Jamaican music history. What do you think called a bomb with a fine style? We feel like we each and every one. See? A man called Mike, Brigadier Jerry, man called Duke, Tini, George Nooks, and a man called Charles, the one thing. But a man called Ringo, you know? Do it! Yeah. 
For the next few years, Nancy worked her novelty in the dance hall arena as its only female MC working on sound systems such as Chalice, Stereophonic and Black Star, occasionally with her brother Brigadier Jerry Anjalov. Though many historians note Winston Riley with her debut recording, factually it was the Hokin brothers at Channel One who have been denied the due credit when they placed her on the hit-bound label's B-side of Barry Brown's 10-inch single, My Woman, in 1980. The B-side placement of Baller Roll would flip the script for Nancy and spawn her first street hit single, which she aptly followed up with Jamaica's Purpose, her monster collaboration with King Yellowman, produced by Henry Junger Laws on his Volcano imprint sometime in 1981. She was barely an adult. But she had achieved her primary goal in music, to get her voice heard. Along the way, she had become a beacon for other early females such as Lady Anne, Lady G and Lady Saw while stamping her footprint as the pioneer of the female charge on dancehall. It would not go unnoticed as Winston Riley would capitalize on her newfound success with the album One Two released in 1982. A team color one, two Ain't no skipping boogaloo Nancy off them on the queue Steady, just call it on Tell me say one Tell me Nancy make a little turn I miss a two I tell nobody kick off your show I miss a three I tell you Nancy I'm a baby I miss a four Me let nobody kick off me door I miss a five I tell you if you slip your wheels as the story goes, she had nine tracks completed for the album and found the inspiration for the tenth from Yellowman's 1981 freestyled single Bam Bam, itself rooted in Toots and the Metal's 1966 festival hit of the same name. Tell me say one thing Nancy can understand. One thing Nancy can understand. 
When the final album One Two hit the streets on the Techniques label, it would quietly become the single biggest treasure trove of dance hall singles reaped from the 1980s. But Sister Nancy did not have a clue of this success. It would seem that the 20-year-old singer was more focused on breaking barriers in dance hall than reaping her immediate monetary reward, and Winston Riley made her none the wiser. Though the album was poorly received in Jamaica, Bam Bam was a slow burner, according to Winston Riley. But the singles One Two and Transport connected with the local crowd and delivered Nancy her first two charted hits in Jamaica. A team called Transport Connection, originated by my sister Nancy from the uptown city, from the suffering passing. Do it, you know? Me said, me go on New York, and me drive Skylark. Me go on England, and me drive Leelana. I told them, no, no, me up, me ambition. She would regularly collect royalty for nine tracks from the One Two album. But with Bam Bam considered a flop, Sister Nancy was not surprised her earnings on the single were two pence, or at times non-existent. But she was eternally grateful for the opportunity Winston Riley had provided and never questioned the shortfall. But as the saying goes in Jamaica, long run, short catch. Time moved quickly, and by the mid-80s, she had switched her career focus and turned her attention to her education, becoming a qualified accountant and earning a steady paycheck. She would marry in 85 and eventually migrate to the U.S. a decade later, further certifying herself in her field and entering the U.S. banking sector in 1998. Her new career and family obligations would slow her recording pace, but true to form, the best was still yet to come. Let's rewind to find out why. Sometime in 1993, Big Beat Records, the US-based label run by Craig Kalman and purchased by Atlantic Records in 1991, would license the Bam Bam single from Winston Riley for a 12-inch release on its Big Beat reggae imprint. The single became an overnight success stateside, powered by the marketing machinery and distribution reach of Atlantic Records and becoming a sampler's paradise in the process. Ron DMC, Fresh Kid Ice, P.T. Rock, Main Source, Criss Cross, Lauren Hill and Shade are just a few of the urban music emissaries of the 90s 
that sampled the singles for tracks that are now regarded as music collectibles. Africa Bambada would breed life into the Big Beat release when it became a regular spin in his club sessions, sparking a musical remix and sampling explosion that resonates to this very day. Now let's move back on the timeline. 1990 would greet Sister Nancy as a bona fide homegrown star. The new mother and wife would maintain her dominance on the scene as its foremost DJ, man or woman, a point she would prove with her performance that year on Sting, an event once considered the greatest one-night dance hall event in the world. By the late 90s, the single was a certified urban classic in the hip-hop and house music arenas, and by 1998, it would take on a different carnation with its inclusion on the summer blockbuster cult classic movie, Belly. Jamaica's good. Yeah, Jamaica's good. Yeah. Jamaica's very good. Bam Bam had become the most successful single of Sister Nancy's career, but she was yet to reap a dollar of its financial reward. It was by chance on a late night TV binge in 98 that Sister Nancy would catch the film and hear her single on the soundtrack. Now, Nancy was in school at the time of the movie's release, trying to gain further accounting certifications, so the unexpected windfall would have surely come in handy. A quick call to Winston Riley the next day left her with the assurance she was well taken care of and set a date for Nancy to meet him the following week at Moody's Records on White Plains in New York where she would wait for almost 12 hours. But Riley never showed up. By the turn of the century, the single Bam Bam would experience a second resurgence with artists such as Gorilla Black, Alicia Keys, Damian Marley, Cat De Luna, Kanye West and Groove Armada were just a few of the second wave of artists who sampled the single. But as the saying goes, God gives blessings and karma he sends to collect his debts. In late 2011, 
Winston Riley was shot in the head at his home in Kingston, an epilogue to a series of attempts on his life over the years, rumored to be rooted among his many shady royalty issues or a real estate dispute. Whichever it was, the paradox could be on any side of the coin. In 2014, the song would appear in the soundtrack for the summer's politically controversial blockbuster comedy, The Interview, starring Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. And yet again, Sister Nancy was left empty-handed. You see, the cog in the wheel was that Winston Riley had registered himself as the writer and producer with vocal credit given to the ambiguous Nancy White, which would later prove to be a songwriter moniker for Winston Riley. Legally on paper, Riley thought by some odd means, no obligation was due to give Sister Nancy any of the earnings from the single, and his estate stood this high ground until 2014, when Reebok's use of the single in its Skyscape commercial featuring Miranda Kerr would draw Sister Nancy's final straw with Winston Riley's ghost. She would take legal action that very year to claim 32 years in back royalty and 50% of the publishing rights to the single. Winston's Riley estate would do the right thing, eventually settling out of court and paying her 10 years in back royalty, granting Sister Nancy also her due to 50% of the single for perpetuity. In 2015, Nancy retired from accounting to finally enjoy the hard-earned fruits of her musical labor and the resurgence of her career spawned by the countless samples of Bam Bam that over the years had organically introduced Sister Nancy to a whole new generation of fans. The booking started rolling in. To feed this new cult following, among them the millennial crowd in the US, Canada, Europe and as far away as New Zealand, and at the age of 50, Nancy was performing more than she had ever done in her life. Right now we have a living legend inside the DL. The queen, the lady, the loveliest lady inside the place. A real living legend, a real lady. We are come up on the reggae dancehall music. First woman, we are chat on the rhythm. Sister Nancy! Now given her due as a living legend of Jamaican music, Sister Nancy has performed in 52 countries and her music continues to inspire an entire generation of music creatives at home and abroad. Shensia, Spice, Coffee, Rihanna, Jay-Z and even the Queen Bee herself, Beyonce, who pays homage to the dancehall legend in her live performances. In a career spanning almost four decades, she has carved out an impressive catalogue of four cult classic albums, 49 hit singles, 131 featured appearances, and to date, the single Bam Bam has been sampled 125 times. It is without a doubt that Sister Nancy's footsteps can never be repeated, and her journey has helped build a bedrock for a bevy of female DJs who themselves have become stars in their own right. But we must never forget that Sister Nancy was the original blueprint and when the last note rises from the Jamaican soundscape, 
Sister Nancy's name will still be echoed as the first female legend, legend of dancehall. Dance